All right, welcome back. Coach John here with Freedom Nutrition Coaching. And tonight, or today, or whenever you happen to be listening to this, if you're watching the replay, we're going to be talking about how to have difficult conversations that are going to build your support team. So when we're trying to create healthy change, here's the thing. It's probably going to involve recruiting people to our support team. And trying to create healthy change can be a real challenge, especially if it involves creating tension in relationships. Because, you know, every time that we go to create change, when we want to create healthy change in our life, change in our lifestyle, change in our habits, our routines, our behaviors, we introduce change into a relationship. And whenever that happens, there's always the possibility of bringing tension into that relationship. And it's something we need to be aware of because the thing is, is we need as much support as possible when it comes to things like losing weight and getting healthy because it's actually a real challenge in our 21st century. And so really my goal here with this episode is I want to help you, give you some really practical steps that you can take so that you, you have the confidence that you know how you can navigate these important conversations um, that really are going to build your support team. Now, just before I dive into to, into that topic, I want to share just a couple of quick things here. Number one is if uh, if you feel like you could use some help, is something like this. Anyone who's tuning in or listening after the fact, um, you can always go to freedomnutrition.rocks. So freedomnutrition.rocks slash let's chat. And you can book a free 15-minute um, chat with me. Anything you're feeling stuck on, uh, we'll just have a conversation and see if we can get you unstuck and moving forward again. Uh, secondly, I do have a book called Crush Your Cravings. So you can go to freedomnutrition.rocks, again, .rocks slash book. And you can enter your name and email address to get a copy of this book that will help you crush your cravings. Um, yeah. And the last one is I do have three free seven-day challenges. That's a bit of a tongue twister to say. Again, freedomnutrition.rocks slash seven-day challenge. All one word, no spaces. You can go there. There's three free seven-day challenges that I have. They can really help you kickstart your health journey. So I just wanted to make you aware that I do have these resources available, and they are freely available to support people in their health journey. Maybe you're not in the place yet where you're ready to invest in coaching or hiring somebody like myself to help you, but at least you have some of these free resources where you can start taking the steps uh, yourself. So thinking about your support team, actually, the first thing I'd like you to consider is who who do you feel is on your support team currently? I think that's a really, really interesting question to ask. Who Who is around you that you feel like is on your support team? And I want to share with you a story here, actually. Um, for a very, very long time, I was afraid to have these kinds of conversations with my wife. So really about my struggles with my relationship with food, my binge eating, my struggles with my weight. And really, at a certain stage of my life, I had a had a very, very difficult relationship with food. So one time during a meal, I remember my wife, um, you know, she made a remark about me needing to eat a little bit less. And she said it like from a place of concern and from care. But it really didn't feel very good in that moment. <laughs> and actually, for the first time in my life, I said something that really surprised me. And I said to her, I don't think you meant to, but that comment really stung. It really hurt. And I need your support. And you know, I can tell you, like for me, for someone who <laughs> I was, I've been very independent for, for most of my life to step up and say, hey, I could use your support and help was really a surprise. So, me, you know, uh, and perhaps I could, and when I look back and I reflect, I think about, you know, for, for a very, very long time in my life, I spent a lot of my life suppressing and hiding the emotions and feelings that I had. And so my wife had learned to communicate with me in kind of a specific way to try to kind of break through that and to get get to me. And sometimes it would have come across as a little bit harsh and pointed because it was maybe difficult to reach me because I was busy suppressing and hiding the emotions that I felt. But at this time, you know, I actually shared with her exactly what I was feeling in the moment. 
And what that led to was we were actually able to have a really meaningful conversation about my struggles with food and my struggles with my weight, my struggles around weight loss. And I was able to express to her how I really wanted her to support me, how I wanted her to show up and, and connect with me and the things that were not helpful as well. And it ended up being one of the best conversations that we've ever had because it felt like for both of us, a weight had lifted. It's a great metaphor, but really that's, that's what had happened. And so that's what I want to share with you today. I want to, I want to dive in, in this episode about how you can navigate and have these really, really important and crucial conversations that actually bring you closer to the people that are on your support team. Because if we're going to have a crucial conversation, it's really, really important to understand what's happening in our brain. Because if we understand that, we can probably avoid um, conversations exploding. So let's say maybe we've all had a conversation where at some point it started out okay, but then it ended in someone saying something they didn't really mean, or maybe saying something that they wish they didn't when they think about it after the fact. And then we look back and we reflect on it and we go, man, how did that happen? How do, how do we get here? This isn't what we, we set out to do. This isn't what we intended to do when we started this conversation. And these important conversations, they they don't go sideways because of what we're talking about. They don't go sideways because of the the content of the conversation. But it's actually if our brain doesn't feel safe in having this conversation, because whenever we're faced with the prospect of, of having difficult emotions triggered, it creates maybe a fear and a protective response in our brain, which is really, really interesting to think about because very rarely do we actually think about conversations in this context. We just kind of slug our way through them. But one of our strongest human desires, no matter who you are, one of our strongest human desires is to feel safe, secure, and emotionally stable. Doesn't matter, male, female, whatever. And so in order to create a, a feeling of safety in a conversation like this, it's important that we start on the same side because you're wanting to bring somebody onto your support network. And so I want to kind of break it down into kind of a step-by-step -step process here. And it's going to be like a, a template. Obviously, I recognize that in sharing this, not every conversation is going to flow absolutely perfect like this. But I want to show you what some examples of what this conversation might look like and give you just an idea why we might use this kind of language. So step one, is, is going to be to ask permission to share, to create a feeling of safety in the conversation. And you know, as I say that, a part of me goes, man, even five years ago, I would have never thought about using language like creating a feeling of safety in a conversation. But this isn't about, um, well, I want to I choose my language carefully. When I talk about a feeling of safety, what we're really speaking about is not triggering the primal defensive mechanism in our brain that causes us to arc up because we're experiencing difficult emotions. This isn't about avoiding saying difficult things. I want to be clear about that. This is actually about being able to have conversations about these difficult things, not hiding from the difficult things, but doing it in such a way that we're able to have a productive conversation that leads to building and strengthening our support network rather than creating a hostile conversation where there's butting of heads and screaming and yelling and things like that. So that's really what I mean when I talk about creating a feeling of safety in the conversation. It's not hiding from the difficult stuff. It's creating the, the space where we can talk about the difficult stuff, where we don't end up smashing heads together in sort of an angry slugfest, you know? And so what we're really doing when we do this is we are ensuring that the other person feels safe to be a part of that conversation. So it can, it can start like this. Hey, can I share with you something I'm struggling with? Or, hey, could I, could I share something that I'm trying to work on? So what we're actually doing when we do this, a simple phrase like that, 
is we're asking permission or we're inviting them to be a part of the conversation. So we're making sure the other person is in control of whether or not they jump into this conversation or step into this conversation. So what we're preventing here is someone feeling forced into the conversation or feeling trapped in the conversation. So instead, when someone feels safe, this question like allows them to feel safe entering the conversation, then we know, okay, we can move on to the next stage because they they have made the conscious choice to be a part of this conversation. We asked their permission. We didn't trap them. We didn't force them. We didn't put them in a corner. So we're not going to trigger them. So step two is to establish common ground. So we're on the same team. Super, super important. Because if we start from this place of you are fighting against me, you're the you're the reason that I'm struggling. Ah, you know, immediately when you're on opposing teams, bingo, defensive emotions come up. And that's where, again, it becomes really, really difficult. So we need to go from, first of all, yes, here's your, you know, you've given me permission to have this conversation. You have willingly entered this conversation. Okay. Now we want to establish what's the common ground here, this feeling of we're on the same team. So this is where we're going to share what it is that we're working on. And we're going to ask for help. And you know, I think about this and I wonder how many people actually think about conversations in this kind of depth, because I don't think we, we talk about this a lot, you know, but it might sound something like this. Hey, you know, I've really been wanting to lose some weight or, you know, Hey, I had, it might even be something like, Hey, I had a recent medical checkup and my doctor says I need to lose some weight. And probably, as you know, this is something I've really struggled with. If you're okay with it, I really would like your support, you know? So we're, we're just saying, hey, I'd like your support. This is what I'm struggling with. I'd like your support. Again, we're inviting it. So how we frame this is really, really important because we're asking them to be on our team, giving them the freedom of choice. That is so important because that opens the door to this conversation continuing. Again, it goes back to we're keeping the conversation feeling safe where someone is not coerced or trapped or triggered in this conversation. So now we can move on to the more important stuff. So step three, I would call it describe, don't judge. This is, again, something really, really powerful here. So our brains are really, really sensitive to what feels like judgment. So it's important here to remember, we do not want to create the feeling of a finger being pointed. The moment we sense that we're being judged, because our brains, our human brains, are we're very social creatures. So we're very sensitive to the feeling of being judged in a social setting like a conversation. And remember, our first goal is to keep our brains feeling safe. That prevents triggering the unhelpful emotions. It prevents smashing heads in some kind of verbal, hopefully only verbal slugfest. So let's just say, okay, maybe the person that you're having a conversation with, they've got a behavior or a habit that's not helpful for you. They're doing things that, well, it might even feel like they're trying to undermine you. And that's almost like a whole separate conversation of why people that we're in relationships with sometimes sabotage our efforts to create change. Uh, maybe I'll, I'm going to create a separate episode on that one there. But Really, this the point here is, is, again, we want to avoid creating a feeling that this other person is being judged or having a finger pointed in their direction. So instead, we want to use what I maybe I'll call this a like a neutral third party story. So I go back to what I shared, the story that I shared about my wife um, and myself at the dinner table. And instead of me saying like, hey, you really upset me when you said that, you know, if I phrase it that way, here's what I'm doing is I'm pointing the finger and I'm putting her on the defensive. Right. So right away, we can't have a productive conversation because now she's triggered. She feels like she has to defend her position and why she said what she did. So instead, I'm using if I use what I call a neutral third party story, right, I could describe a situation where someone else's behavior, you know, upset me or triggered me or whatever, and allow my wife to actually connect the dots here herself. So instead of me saying, this is what you did, you know, it's like, hey, here's what happened to me. So it might it might actually let me just give you an example. It might go something like this. So the other day when I was at work, 
One of my coworkers, they made, he made a remark about my eating habits and it really stung. I don't know why, but it just, oh, it really, it really like got me, you know? So by describing a situation that involves a neutral third party, in other words, someone who's not a part of the conversation, you allow your support person to come onto your side. Remember, when we're trying to get someone on our side, we want them to feel like they're on our team. And so, hey, this is something that happened to me. Now, you might be describing a situation where that person, like my wife, I wanted on my support team. She she had some behaviors that maybe were unhelpful. It's okay, she's human. <laughs> and we've had a lot of conversations about this, but we want to bring them onto our side. So instead of saying, you're doing this, we describe a situation where, like my wife, she was not involved in that situation, but she can read that story, she can connect the dots, and she can figure out, oh, I sometimes do stuff like that. But if I didn't say it, she doesn't feel judged. So it's describe, don't judge. Now you still have the person on your side in this conversation. So step four, now we've really laid the groundwork because step one was ask, you know, give them permission or ask permission for to be in that conversation, invite them into it so they don't feel forced, coerced, or trapped. Establish the common ground so we feel like we're on the same team. And then this describe, don't judge. So now we want to express what we want or what we need for support. So you can see there's a bit of a flow to how this conversation is playing out. And so we've had us, we've shared this story of, hey, you know, um, I was, and I give an example of, of the coworker of something that was unhelpful. Now we've laid the groundwork to express, this is what I want. So carrying on from maybe being upset about the situation that we described in our neutral third party story, you might say something like, I really just wish that someone would ask me how I'm doing instead of, you know, making snide remarks about my eating habits. Or, hey, it'd be a lot easier if they didn't just like bring donuts and muffins into the break room. You know what I mean? So, Using the phrase, you know what I mean? You're encouraging them to be on your side again. You're inviting them to see from your perspective instead of be on the opposite side of your perspective, right? So we want to, again, create this feeling of you are on my team. So by, by extending that third-party neutral story that we talked about, now we're bringing them again, our side, our team, our perspective. So here's where we're going to really strengthen that bond. Step five is actually come up with some strategies together. And this is again, um, can you, it could be something like, can you think up some other ways, right? For example. So again, what we want to do is we want to invite them to get invested in being our support. So this is a way to really encourage someone to, to buy into being on our support team by asking for their input. So when someone gives input about helping you because, and you've asked and suggested and spoke about, you want them on your support team, they become invested in trying to help you and support you. So you might ask something simple like, hey, have you got any ideas of what might be helpful for me? I'm open to suggestions. Now, <laughs> there's a key here because when we say something like, I'm open to suggestions, well, darn it, you better be open to some suggestions. Now, again, we want to think about navigating this conversation, not trying to trigger the other person. So let's just say, for example, you get a suggestion from this other person and it's not particularly helpful. Now, if you're to say, well, that's a stupid idea, guess what? You just shot the entire conversation to pieces because you've just made them feel like a dummy, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you have to accept their unhelpful suggestion. But if, again, we want to avoid pushing them into the defensive, right? So we go, hey, that's like, you know, I haven't thought about it like that before. That's a good idea. And, uh, but you know, I, I just wonder if I might struggle with it because of this. So again, now we're putting the onus back on ourselves. Okay, we're not saying that was a stupid idea. Why did you think of that? Because the moment we shut them down emotionally, they're not gonna they're not gonna look for other solutions. So if we start from the place of, hey, you know, that's actually I've never thought about it like that before. Okay, 
we've given them the sense of, hey, I thought of something, you know, creative. Okay, cool. But, you know, I wonder if it might be, so again, it's not, and we're not using hard definitive language. Hey, I wonder if it might be difficult because of da 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 da. Uh, you know, so I, you know, that, that was a good idea, but, you know, da da da. Now we're not putting them on the defensive, right? Giving them the opportunity, hey, let's get some more suggestions. Let's keep this brainstorming kind of going, right? So once, once we have that in place, the final thing we want to do is, is to ask for ongoing support. And so it's, again, really, really simple, right? So we'll call this, we'll call this um, step six, ask for ongoing support, right? So you, you've got them invested in being a part of your support team. You, you've got them, you've taken them this far in the conversation. So now you're just going to say, hey, look, you know, um, I, you know, I, first of all, I just super appreciate you listening and hearing me out here because this is, this is really, you know, it's really important to me. And uh, here's why it's important. And this part of it's really important. So we give them the reason why this matters to us. You know, uh, like I want to be a good dad. I, I want to be able to, to run after my kid. I don't want to have to sit on the couch and be tired and miss out and so on. So we give them our emo like a reason why we're emotionally invested in this and get them bought into that as well. You know, and then I think in the situation of like my wife and saying, hey, you know, it'd be helpful if you didn't bring, you know, whatever, you know, trigger food into the house. Um, here's why it matters to me. Okay, now they're bought it. So it's like, if you're open to it, look, I wouldn't mind if you checked up on me from time to time to see how I'm doing. So when we frame it this way, what we're also doing by, by saying, if you're open to it, I wouldn't mind. So we're, we're, again, being very thoughtful about our language here because we're leaving an out. We're leaving an escape hatch. We don't want people to feel trapped, forced, or coerced because, again, that triggers the defensive response. So we're leaving an out for people, but we are inviting their support. And so just to kind of tie things together again, just a quick recap. Uh, step one was, uh, let's see here, ask for permission to share. Hey, I, I wanted to share something I was struggling with. You know, have you got a moment? So remember, make their brain feel safe in that conversation. Step two, establish common ground. We're on the same team. Make sure they feel like they're on your team, not on the opposite side of the conversation where they have to be on the defensive. Step three was describe, don't judge. So instead of describing something that maybe the person in the conversation does that's unhelpful, actually think about... Um, can I talk about a neutral third party, something that person done? Like, hey, my coworker did this thing where they can potentially read themselves into the story, but it's not you pointing the finger and you use the phrase, do you know what I mean? Inviting them to see it from your perspective. So again, keeping them on your side. Uh, step four is now, you know, you've laid the groundwork, so express what you want or need for support. So building on that story where you said, hey, so-and-so did this thing that was really unhelpful. But what I really wish was now you're describing, here's how I would like to be supported in this thing that I'm trying to work towards. Step five is to come up with some strategies together. So invite them to, hey, have you got some ideas? Like, what have you got? So when we ask someone for their input, they become invested in being a part of the process. And remember, even if they share a, 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 a not so helpful idea, the last thing we want to do is say, well, that's a stupid idea because it's going to shut them down and not going to share any other suggestions. And now you've lost their investment in helping you. So even if it's an idea that you're pretty sure won't work and, and maybe isn't necessarily helpful, say, hey, wow, you know, I hadn't, hadn't thought about that before. So give them credit for thinking up the idea and say, you know, um, yeah, here's why, the, you know, I kind of, here's why I might struggle with that. So again, you're not saying it's a dumb idea. You're putting the onus on yourself saying, hey, that's a really good idea, but I might struggle with it because, you know, and then the door is still open for them to come up and, and offer other solutions again, to be a part of that conversation. And then step six, ask for ongoing support. Hey, you know, I really super appreciate you um, being a part of this. I could just, uh, you know, 
I wouldn't mind if you checked up on me from time to time. So open the door to them. Hey, how you doing? Right. So ask for ongoing support. Now we've, we've got rid of all ambiguity. Oh, do I ask them about this? No, they've asked me for support. Okay, cool. I'll check up on them and see how they're doing. Now, the, the kind of a, the final touch point I want to make here is this. Not all conversations flow perfectly, right? It's what I've given you is like a framework here to work with. I think it's really, really powerful, but we want to acknowledge that not all conversations are going to flow perfectly. It's in one sense, it's simple for me to sit here and describe how a conversation could flow. But obviously I want to acknowledge that in real life, things are maybe a little bit more unpredictable. Sometimes emotions are going to come up. Sometimes feelings are going to come up. So think about this. Think about this, this framework that I've given you here as more like a starting point. It gives you some ideas about how to navigate this conversation and why we do it in a certain way, again, because of how the human brain works. And so you might have to give space for difficult emotions, right? You might have some stuff come up. In fact, there's probably a really good chance if you're going to have this kind of conversation that some tough feelings are going to come up. And so if that happens, instead of maybe trying to hide it or being you know annoyed that these come up, you could just say, hey, kind of need a moment here. This is what I'm feeling right now. So now you've got rid of any ambiguity. If you try to hide the feeling, if you try to hide the emotion, you open the door to the other person trying to figure out what's going on in your head and wondering, uh-oh, did I did I mess up? Did I say something dumb? Or, you know, and so on and so forth. So you just let them know where you're at if those difficult emotions come up. That's a great way to defuse a situation by just being willing to be open and vulnerable. So um, I hope that's helpful as I've just kind of described basically a six-step way Maybe I could patent the six-step way of navigating difficult conversations. But, you know, again, I want to go back to something I touched on at the beginning. And that is, if if you would like some help with this, you know, maybe you're struggling with a difficult relationship or having this difficult conversation. You're not really sure how to approach it. Um, and you'd like to maybe hop on a 15-minute chat or we're going to specifically talk about whatever it is you're, you're stuck with. You can go to freedomnutrition.rocks, R-O-C-K-S slash Let's Chat. And let's help you get unstuck. I would love to support you in this journey. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, of course, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. So uh, keep being awesome.